Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where this week I'm joined by Liz Batchelor and Betfez Mark Horoski but before we get into the racing let's see how everyone is. Uh, Liz how, how are things going? Did you have an enjoyable Cheltenham? Uh, yes I did actually and obviously I visited on the Tuesday um, which was fun. Um, I went yeah Tuesday Wednesday was really good for me betting wise. Um, quite a few winners and a, and a couple of each ways. Epitont second um, at 16 to 1. Um, and Thursday and Friday, not so good. Uh, Winged wing leader broke my heart and fell away, charged them down. Um, but yeah, otherwise, game of two halves probably. Yeah, I know your, some of your selections from the first couple of previews we did did pretty well. So yeah, it was definitely a good Cheltenham for you to start with. But then, like you say, it just went a little bit downhill with. Um, with Billaway and I think another case um of where Billaway was a victim to was was Mark. Uh Mark, are you over Billaway yet? Fucking nightmares about that horse, that scenario. I'm actually sitting in the same seat watching it. It's ten lines clear jumping the last and he got beat. Listen, I've never genuinely I've never seen so many mug punters win that day race on that Friday. Like eleven of four state man fairly run a handicap winning. And you've got to bet something each way. Mug punters racking them up. Favorite, favorite, favorite. And by the way, that was that was it for me. You know, I, I had to leave the office. Couldn't have any more of it. It's an absolute dreadful meeting. One to forget. Well, we've got the flat to focus on this week, so maybe uh, some of the the bigger prices might come in and, and save the bookies. But hopefully, we can steer the punters in the right direction. And uh, yeah, let's get stuck into it then. So. So the first race we're going to be looking at is the 150 at Doncaster. It's the SBK Camage Trophy Stakes. It's a listed race over six furlongs. And Garris is your current market leader. He's been quite well supported. He's now 7-4 after opening up at 9-4. And then we've got Diligent Harry at 9-4. Bielsa at 11-2. Mondemege at 9-1. And bigger are the rest. We'll come to Liz here first. Garris is at uh, the top of the betting. He, he's a best horse on ratings. Do we think he's going to uh, get favourite backers off to a good start? So I have not gone with him. I've gone with Volatile Analyst, which I think was 10s uh, when I last looked. Um, I think he's got the advantage of having had a couple of runs this year. Um, five of his rivals arrived first time out. Um, and his last run was only 14 days ago, where he finished uh, eighth on, on an all-weather in a listed race. Um, Blink, Blinkers have replied uh, for this for this one on Saturday. Um, he was taken down early last time and mounted in the shoot, so he can obviously clearly show a bit of quirkiness. Um, he did win comfortably at Wolverhampton on the all-weather over seven furlongs in January, though, um, and he last won on turf at York in a big field in October on good to soft over six furlongs. Um, Callum Rodriguez uh, is on board again, and he should know the horse well. Yeah, I remember. So, volatile analyst. Yeah, I remember this horse for the time. He won a decent handicap at York, and he's got the the profile of a horse that could still have a little bit more to offer after rediscovering his form towards the back end of last season. So yeah, Liz likes one at a bit of a price there. How about you, Mark? Are you finding a, another outsider to take on the favourite? He was the sort of aspect on Garris here. So this used to be formerly trained by Jerry Minasida, and no surprise that this would improve when moving out of Jerry Minasida's yard to Charles Hills. Um, but I think he's, he's pretty short and he's definitely opposable here um, I quite like the bottom one uh, Adrian Nichols Moselita um, spent the majority of last season enlisted in group company class in France um, gets £5 here as well 
I think this one can be competitive. And obviously the booking of Kieran Fallon is, is definitely a positive as well. Probably take Garrison in the winning place market and maybe have a small win bet on Mo Salita. What price is this one at the moment, Chris? I can currently get uh, around about 10 to 1 on it at the moment. So Yeah, that's a good price. Like, I mean, like even taking on a Liz's selection as well, volatile analyst and Mo Salita, I mean, be all, all over those two, those prices. Um, what price is Garris? How short is he? he he's 7 to 4. I thought he was yeah, a good, a good price. Not, I'm not too sure. I'd take 4 to 7 in the field here. Be all over that. Interesting. I personally thought Gareth would take all the beating. Charlie Hills won this race last year. This horse always seems to go very well fresh. He's won on his last two seasonal reappearances. It is run um, in uh, Haydock when he finished seventh in, in the Betfair. Haydock Sprint Cup is definitely the best piece of form in this race. The others have got to prove it, uh, in my opinion. But um, but yeah, it's interesting to see what the, the guys um, say there that, that, that they're keen to take on Gareth. So I'm going to. But Garris at seven to four. Liz likes volatile analyst at eleven to one. And Mark, I wouldn't put you off uh, most Alita. So uh, a, a variety of opinions there for our opening race. We then go to the two twenty five at Doncaster. It's the SBK Spring Mile handicap. It's a class two affair over one mile. And Empire State of Mind is your current favourite. General Lee is not far behind. And then we've got Star Shield and uh, Adam Two and Bigger are the rest. I'll come to you. Uh, here, Mark. I thought this looked quite a tricky race to work out. Did you have any strong thoughts on it? I think the old boy uh, must read for Ian Williams. Stable's coming into a bit of form. Um, 16% strike, but they are running better. Um, it's £10 below his last winning mark. Of, I think he's one of 82 here. It's getting on a bit, but I think the book and the David Egan's are positive as well. Um, we'll handle the conditions as well. Softer, the better. And I think this is winnable. Um, off eight stone eleven, market seven and two. I think this one can be competitive. Um, looks a cracking each way back for me. Hmm, interesting. Mark's pulled out a, a big outsider here. Wouldn't be still uh, like me to pull on a, a big outsider and do the business, is it? No, but with uh, Duck X next to its name, who knows? Definitely a, a strong opinion there from Mark. Remember what happened last time? I took one of them up, Chris Lawler. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just. Pleased that I was able to give a good account of myself uh, in my defence of, of the Betfair. To, to be honest with you, the, the reverse forecast was always 101, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. Anyway, enough gloating about Betfair uh, tipping competitions. Uh, what did you like in this one, Liz? Uh, I've, I've gone for May night, which is another big price. Um, actually, I have to say it's probably the hardest race for me to pick, pick out. They've all got similar official ratings and, and the patterns of previous races all kind of look similar. Um, I've gone for, yeah, Andrew Bolden's got a good strike rate at the moment. Um, and in May night's last um, last one in February at Kempton, he was six of nine, but he wasn't a, completely a million miles away. And he always seems to run on um, in all of his previous races, uh, including a third in a class two in December. Um, he hasn't run on turf in a while, which is is a slight concern. Um, but as I've mentioned at the start, I think I think it's just a tough race, but May night for me. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. I thought this was probably the trickiest race we're actually going to be looking at. I thought all of them were much of a muchness, um, and I couldn't really put, give a strong word for anything. So, um, yeah, Liz quite likes the chances of May night to maybe run a good race. 
and uh, Mark's quite keen on the rag of the field, Mr. Ridge, currently available at 22 to 1. So, yeah, interesting thoughts there from the guys. Um, we then only got a four runner race in this one, so hopefully we've got a good chance of picking the winner. Um, it's the uh, Doncaster Mile Stakes, it's a listed race. Chindit is your cramp favourite. Uh, he's 8 to 11, odds on favourite, Royal Champion at 10 3, Boostala at 4 to 1, and the outsider is Tempest for Archie Watson. Uh, Chindit is the, the best horse on ratings in this race. Uh, Liz, is this a penalty kick for him? Um, I've gone for Busala. Um, he's a low mileage five-year-old. He's won three of his four starts on turf, um, and he and he showed plenty of promise as a two-year-old winning both of his starts. Um, he's now had three starts since October, and he he's won at Doncaster over seven furlongs um, back in November. Uh, it's his first try over the mile. Um, but he is by dawn approach. Um, anyway, the way he uh, went to the line when he won, the last time suggests that a mile looks pretty good. Yeah, um, he's a half brother to Memora. That these colours I know quite well. Um, Memora is quite progressive uh, horse uh, for the the, the Crisfords that uh, that progressed quite well a couple of years ago over this kind of trip. So yeah, the the mile might uh, be a little bit more up his street. So Bisala is for Liz. Um, Mark, I I guess this is a lay job. Maybe. Nah, listen. The only concern for me with the short one is the ground and the step up and trip. I think this one could be vulnerable. The softer it gets, probably the more you want to be laying here. Um, step up and trip, I don't think it's positive. I think you've got a couple of live chances here as well. Is, is the odds on at the moment? You're getting 8 to 11 about him. I think 11 either feels value against him, especially in the ground and the, the step up and trip. The shorter he goes, but if he goes off like 4 to 7 to it, fine, you've got to be laying him on the ground. Yeah, that that I I agree that the trip could be a concern. Most of his best form over seven furlongs. He did win the Champagne Stakes as a two-year-old at this course, but yeah, towards the end of last season, he it did go missing. But he can go well fresh as well because he won the Greenham first time out last year. So yeah, he's definitely the class horse. But maybe the the the, the, um, the mile might just uh, see him a, a little bit um, below his best. But yeah, so we're keen to take on. Uh, chinned it then uh, in the Doncaster Mile Stakes. The feature race then of the weekend is the SBK Lincoln Handicap. Very competitive, lots of horses with appealing profiles. Which one did your pin land on, Mark? An absolute minefield. So I've went for two. Um, quite sweet on uh, Roger Fells, Marie's Diamond and uh, David O'Mara's Howard Sardar, if I pronounce it correctly. Um, I'd assume they're both prices as well. Yeah, you're getting for Hortsadar, uh, 33 to 1, and Maurice Diamond, 40. So, yeah. Um, See, Maurice Diamond's been out in Medan. Um, comes back, replicates that that level of form. I think he'd be competitive to 102 here. And uh, David O'Mara runner as well. I'm pretty sure this one's coming down in the weights, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, he's he's coming down in the weights as well. I mean, he's only running off, well, he's running off 90 here. Um, he's coming down the weights. Cam Hardy's a positive pocket jockey booking as well. Um, Seven-year-olds, not getting any younger, but I think this is an absolute minefield. Uh, I think there's, there's nothing progressive in this race, no standard for me. Not like last year when we got put away with uh, the Gosden horse. Do you remember that? Yeah, her Kiki. I laid it, on the, I laid it in the place on Racing Post Live, got put away. Yeah. The set came on the snaff and won easy, you know? 
yeah. nightmare. And I haven't been seen again since until this weekend, I believe. So well, well, we all know what happened there, anyway. Yeah, we, we won't talk about that. But yeah, Horsedar, I think he's a really interesting horse that you've picked out there. He's got a fair draw in 12, middle of the tracks, normally where you want to be. Finished third in this race last year for seven pound higher mark. Go well fresh. Yeah, I think I think you found a, a bit one at the price there. Uh, Hort Sadar and I like the trainer I like both trainers Omara and uh, Roger Phil both good trainers good, good trainer good handicapper and uh, maybe probably don't get the recognition and the ammunition they deserve but yeah I think we're on the right side of one here in the additional places yeah I think you might have found a, a lively, lively one there how about you Liz um, have we got a good each way selection here I've always find it the Lincoln you're either 5 to 1 or you're 25 to 1 in terms of who wins it. Um, and I've, I've gone for a, a slightly, I've gone for the shorter end of the market with modern news. Uh, Charlie, who's obviously won this a couple of times in the last few years, Orcs there and Secret Brief. Um, modern news has been pretty progressive last year, winning his three starts. Um, and, he, and he's kicked off this year at Maidan as well, um, where he's grabbed a third over seven furlongs. Um, but I think, according, apparently, according to Charlie Affey, the linker was always the plan for, for this horse um, and, and not maybe an afterthought. It's his first go at a mile granted, um, but he's obviously half-brother to Modern Games, um, who, was, who was good over the mile. Um, he's at the top of the handicap. Um, but Henry Davis, um, I think, is a is a is a promising apprentice, and he obviously claims a handy seven pounds. Yeah, I think at the top top end of the market, out of the first two or three, he's definitely the one. I think has got got the the most solid claims. I think he'll relish to step up to mine. I think the big field scenario will help. I'll put two out there. Fort Branch uh, ran well in this race last year. Finished second. He's got a good draw and still fourteen. And my main fancy for the race will be William Haggis's uh, Amethyst. Thought he was um, a really progressive horse last year in some big handicaps. I remember he came from the clouds when he traded a short price in running to win at the July course. Um, uh, in, in June, he then was sent off favourite for the Bunbury Cup and it was a bit of a messy race uh, I think you just put a line through that he then uh, finished the season in good form last year, finishing third in the Lincoln Handicap, I think he'll be really suited by the big field scenario, William Haggis has got an outstanding record in this race, he's very lightly raced, he can go well fresh, you can get 14 to 1, it's interesting as well, Kieran Fallon was booked uh, before the declaration stages, I think this is probably my main fancy for the race and I think he'll go very close uh, I think Amethyst, he's still only 5 year old still likely race, plenty could be more to come so yeah he'd be my main selection for the race so yeah that's our thoughts on the lincoln i'll just recap the selections again uh mark was quite keen on the chances of port sadar and marie's diamond and liz quite liked the chances of modern news so that's doncaster covered we then preview two races at kempton the first one of them is the 205 it's the unibet magnolia stakes it's a listed race and fancy man is your current favorite for um rich hannon at 74 we then got Felix at sevens two, Father of Jazz at five to ones, and bigger are the rest. Uh, Liz, you can have first say on this race. Who did you like? Yeah, I've gone to the top of the market with Fancy Man as well. I think he's an honest uh, four-year-old. His last three wins have been over, have been all on the all-weather uh, with two wins and a third. Uh, the third only being a few weeks ago in February at Lingfield over one mile two. Uh, he's weakened in the final furlong in a group three, so he's back in trip for this race over one mile one. 
Uh, prior to that, he's been in good form, comfortably winning a listed race again in February at Linfield. Uh, he's the top-rated runner. Official rating is uh, 109 um, in this race. And because I think he's had a few runs out recently, I think he should be ready to go again. Yeah, he's definitely been pretty progressive. Um, I think that third reads well behind some genuine top-class horses, Ellinka, Lord North as well. Group one winner. So, yeah, he's definitely probably got the best recent form of the race. And you can see why he's at the top of the market. How about you, though, Mark? Almost Liz as well. I think Fancy Men's the one to be here. Should be able to give away the £3 penalty. Strong one in that form again behind Lauren North and Royal Magazine's Alan Kerr. It's the best form on offer. Um, I thought Alizar Khan was interesting for Archie Watson, but it's drawn seven. Probably won't be able to get across. I think maybe just get found out in this class as well. Um, that has living legend held as well. I think this is a pretty pretty weak list of stakes. Um, I think Fancy Man is definitely the one to be on. Okay, so we're all in agreement. Fancy Man is probably the way you want to go. And then the last race we're going to look at is the 240 Unibet Queen's Prize Handicap. It's a London uh, Stayers Series qualifier. And Bandanelli seems to be all the rage at the top of the market. He's 2 to 1 for Charlie Appleby. Harry and Roger Charlton have got the next in Imperium at 72. Mollywood is at five to one and then euphorious is 13 to two and bigger are the rest who did you like in this one mark uh, for the final race we're going to look at you'll dirt even saying this here but quite like imperium richard kingsport runner and this guy can never get him right but this this horse as well fought off of in the yard as close and distance form real consistent horse but I, mean, I think the form behind me the great newcastle is pretty solid last time out um i think this is the one to be on imperium be willing to take on Bandanelli anyway, I think he's too short. Okay, and Pyramid is for Mark. And how about you, Liz? Uh, Mollywood for me. So, a four year old Golden, he seems to be quite progressive. He's been in good form on the all weather over the winter, within two of his last three starts, and the latest of those over course and trip in January. Um, he's out of Fast Step Rock, um, he's out of a Galileo Mare, so you, you wouldn't necessarily pick him out as a two miler, um, but I think that was his first try the trip, uh, so I think there's further improvement to come from him. He's been on for 77 days, uh, but he did win first time out at Red Car over 12 furlongs um, and after he came back from the layoff. Uh, so I've gone with uh, Molly Wood for this one. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting horse. He's quite versatile tactically. He's been held up. He's made the running. So yeah, uh, interesting claims there about Molly Wood. Uh, from Liz. So yeah, that rounds off uh, the main podcast races. Before we sign off, uh, have we got any other business? I'll come to you, Liz. Is there any other horses that caught your eye running this weekend? No, it's just obviously the kind of the the end is in sight for for national hunt racing, I guess. Um, as we as we move on to the flats, so yeah, I quite exciting i guess uh to for the, for the summer to come anyway <laughs> warmer weather yeah well the weather's <laughs> definitely coming and um how about you mark was there anything we got a two-year-old somewhere or or a bump horse maybe wait warm down here it's northerners can't handle this heat dying in it yesterday but yeah now listen there's there's one actually running at wolverhampton uh 5 30 maramid's runner corosini don't know what price this one will go off um but should be competitive it looks pretty, it looks pretty weak, weak affair. I've been my only one for the weekend. Okay, Corsini is for Mark. Um, this is other uh, fancy for the weekend. I've got a few for you. I'll try not to keep you too long. Um, a Doncaster in the 410. I quite like the chances of the Queen's general idea for William Haggis. This one has a derby entry. He's uh, by Galileo out of Australian Group 1 winner. Sweet idea. 
I thought this horse could be really interesting. Is a second foal, and the first foal from this companionship wasn't a bad horse. Um, but I think this horse could be slightly better. But like I say, by Galileo, really interesting uh, runner, I think, for the Queen. And it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. So that was my other one at Doncaster. Then got a few few at the Curra. In the 125, uh, Jim Bolger is the way to play in this race. He's got a fantastic record. He won it last year. And he often tends to target these uh, two-year-old maiden races at the beginning of the season. His fin shell, Godillo, I think I pronounced that right, um, Looks to have outstanding claims on the pedigree by Kingman out of Finchel Bio, who was um, uh, English 1000 Guineas and Irish 1000 Guineas winner. She won quite a few group ones, including the Marcel Boussac in France. She's got a lovely pedigree. Looks like she's uh, or she's um, could be on to bigger and better things. And I, I think that horse will uh, take the beat in. Then Aiden O'Brien's got a horse in the 231 at the Curra called Toy. She's from the family of uh, Glen Eagles. And happily, I think she's going to be really interesting this season to follow. Uh, she's got an entry in the 1,000 guineas, so definitely keep an eye. Go through the cards, Lola. Let's go through the card. Keep going. We're doing well. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm keeping going. And then um, in the Group 3 Express Stakes, I thought Mother Earth, a keen taker on. Aiden O'Brien doesn't tend to do well at this time of year. However, last year at this time of year, he was operating a, a 70% strike rate, but that was really out of the ordinary going back on his previous statistics. But I thought... Emphatic answer at nine to one was definitely the way to play. She was really. Pressed. I agree with you there, Lord. I think Mother Arsley potentially the weekend. Yeah, in fact, I mean, you get a nine to one about this emphatic answer. She was really progressive last year. She finished second in a listed race. Okay, this is a group three, and she's got miles to prove on the ratings, but this could turn into a tactical affair. She can go really well fresh. She's got previous course and distance experience in small fields when she's made the running. I think if she goes from the front, chain cross as well as a positive. He hasn't ridden her since that win. I thought um, I thought she might be able to cause an upset. And then in the Paddy Power Irish Lincolnshire, I quite like the chances of Rallerberg, the Johnny Mercer and Ben Cohen. Um, interesting that this one went from the sales and they didn't get rid of it, the owners. They just changed the trainer, but it went at the sales for 150000 um in Newmarket Autumn sales. Had some pretty decent form in the bag for Roger Varian. Um, it's actually dropped to a mark of 98. The first time tongue tie goes off. Good draw in stool 12. Four ten to one. I thought that had a standout chance. And Johnny Mercer, I think, is a trainer again to follow. He seems to be getting better every year. And I thought that had solid claims. And my final selection before I round off, just to mention at Stratford, um, in their feature race, which is the 438, I thought Capitoy was really interesting. He's two from two at um at Stratford. I think he could get a good lead on the front end of things. Stratford's normally a front runner track. He's on a good mark, and I thought he uh, would be my selection for the jumps action. So yeah, that rounds off my thoughts for the weekend. Sorry about taking up the guy's time there, but hopefully. We found you some winners this week. But yeah, thanks again uh, for listening. Chris. Welcome yeah. to the Chris Loader Show. Smashed it. Went right through the card there. Get your lucky 63s on at the Curra this Saturday. Wipe, wipe us out. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, thanks again uh, to Liz and Mark for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you some winners this weekend. Please remember to gamble responsibly as well. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're on Twitter and Insta, where our handle is at in the saddle. And we'll be seeing you again soon.